Good morning, everybody. It's such a shame we can't be all together. But you know what? I'm expectant for God to speak to us this morning, even through the power of screens. Come on, aren't we thankful for technology? And in all honesty, I think we need to strap ourselves in this morning because I'm hoping it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster a ride because I feel like I'm burning with God's heart for this message. And my prayer this morning is that as we just gaze upon Jesus and as we look at his word, that we will be transformed to live and to love as Jesus did. So our subtitle for One John is Radiant Light, Love on Fire. And I pray this morning, Holy Spirit, that you will set our hearts on fire for love for others. Jesus, we give you our life. We love you and we surrender all. Would you teach us how to be more like you? Would you teach us how to love more like you love? And would you uh, just help us to go from this morning changed and being ready to walk the way Jesus walked? Amen. So I'm going to be focusing mainly this morning on these verses, which starts at verse four. And it says, whoever says I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments is a liar. And in such a person, the truth does not exist. But whoever obeys his word, truly in this person, the love of God has reached perfection. By this, we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. And just to be clear, the commandments John is talking about here, that can, it can all be summed up in what Jesus said, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. It can all be summed up in that. Now, if we look at how Jesus loved, it was sacrificial, it was costly, not just in his death, but also in the way he lived his life. He poured out his life for others. He drew near to the lepers that everyone was terrified of. He ate with the tax collectors, who nobody liked. He ministered to the demonized, which again, everybody steered clear of. And he showed forgiveness and mercy and tenderness to the woman who was caught in adultery. But Jesus also loved in a way that brought restoration and transformation to the lives of those he ministered to as God's love and tenderness and mercy and power flowed into their lives to set them free. It was a redeeming love. Now, if I ask you, do you love Jesus with all your heart, your mind, your strength, blah, 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 everyone would go, yes, I do. And if I said, do you love your brothers as yourself? I think most of us would go, yeah, hopefully I want to. But actually, do we, as John says, walk just as Jesus walked? Do we love others in that costly, sacrificial, and yet redeeming way as Jesus did? 
Do we share our lives and give of ourselves to those who are broken or needy or the traumatized or those who are the most difficult to love? Or are we afraid because of what it may cost me, my time, my energy or my emotions? You see, it's so easy to love those who are lovely, but it's difficult to love those who haven't had a lovely life, who haven't had a lovely upbringing, a lovely family, and who aren't particularly lovely to be around. And yet they are exactly the ones that Jesus drew near to and who loved and who he brought redemption to. You know, Jesus never, ever got burnt out of ministering to, di to difficult people. Instead, he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. But how often do we think of them as the, the dirty, the stinky ones, the, the ones over there that we should avoid and we'll just stay with the nice, clean sheep because it's easier. But also, he never, ever ran out of compassion because he was intimately connected to the one that was the, um, the ultimate source of compassion, the ultimate source of love, the ultimate source of life. He was plugged in and had relationship with his father and that connectedness and that love at all times. Now our vision for this church, which we call 2033, is that the broken will be transformed by the power and the love of God through coming into relationship with Jesus. That they will be set free, healed, delivered, saved, forgiven, loved through relationship with Jesus. We want Isaiah 61 to be true today. That those who have experienced ashes in their lives will receive beauty for their ashes. Those who have carried a garment of despair will instead receive a garment of praise. And we want those who have been held captive or oppressed to be so transformed that they are the oaks of righteousness displaying God's glory. We are all called to be part of that vision. And you know what? He uses us to do it. He uses us to bring about his redeeming love, which does come at a cost. But he wants us to walk just as he walked. I really believe in these days that Jesus is calling his church to step up a gear. We've talked about for a while now and had prophesied over us so many times as a church that the Lord is going to enlarge our tents. And often we think about it in terms of services or numbers or buildings, which it may be. But right now, I really feel the Lord is challenging us as individuals to enlarge our own tent in the area of loving others. It's time to love beyond the borders or the boundaries that we've had in place before. It's time to go beyond that. It's time to ask the Lord, Lord, will you enlarge the tents of our heart so that we are able to fully obey his commands, 
to love our neighbor, even the difficult neighbors as ourselves. As I've already said, love is costly. We see that in Jesus. And I'm challenging myself here because anyone who knows me well knows I have a heart and a compassion for children who are in care. And James and I have talked quite frequently about the fact that maybe one day we will foster or adopt. And my heart aches for the fact that children are growing up without the security and the love of a family. And I just don't know how long I can sit back and know it's an issue, but not do anything about it. But I'm scared to do it. I'm scared that bringing brokenness into my family will damage my own children. Or I'm scared that my nice, comfortable life won't be so comfortable anymore. And I'm scared that what happens if I can't love them or if I can't bring healing or redemption into their life? I get it. It's hard. But you know what? What I'm longing God to do is that I will be so immersed, so connected, so um, intimate and abiding in Jesus that his love for me will just be flowing out through my life, through whoever I meet, that they will come into contact with God's love through me. But I'm also longing with all of my heart to be able to carry the anointing that Jesus carried of a love that redeems and heals and sets free. I want those children or adults who have been through the worst of the worst, who have been and sought medical help or professional help, and who still can't find peace or freedom or love to find that freedom, to find that love, to find order in their lives, hope returns, security in Jesus. I want to walk just as he walked, in full submission to his father, in sacrifice for the sake of others, but also empower to bring redemption. I want to see that truth that nothing is impossible for God to be lived out in the lives of broken people. I want to see that. And I really believe, as I've said, that we are living in times where the Lord is challenging us. He's calling us deeper. He's calling us to rise up as the church, to step up the gear. We are in a time and a season where we can no longer sit back and not do anything about the brokenness around us. I read this really challenging tweet um, a couple of weeks ago, which was after Texas changed its abortion law. I'm not making a statement about Texan Christians or about abortion or anything like that. But listen, it said there are 120,000 US children waiting for an adoptive family. Imagine if every pro-life Christian cared as much about life after birth as it did before. 
you know, it's time not to just shout about the stuff we don't agree with or just talk the talk of Jesus, but it's time to walk the walk as well. If we look at verse six, it says, if we believe in Jesus and abide in him, we ought to walk just as he walked. He didn't just talk the talk, he walked the walk. And come on church, it is time for us to do the same. It's time for us to rise up and walk as he walked. So what are you doing? I hear you crying from across your screens. Well, what I'm doing is I've been chatting to a charity called Home for Good. And their, their vision is for the church in the UK to rise up to provide families for every single child who is in care. So we are gonna partner with them as a church because that is one awesome vision and we wanna partner with that. But also they have asked that we would gather local leaders together from around our deanery and slightly wider to share that vision and to uh, get other churches on board as well. So I may not be able to adopt in September 2021, but what I am doing is I am uh, using any position I have to raise awareness of those kids who, who need families. And I'll also be constantly asking, Lord, is it now? But also recently in our church, we have launched a ministry called Thrive, which Kate and Mark Rogers are gonna be heading up. And we are so thankful to them for rising up and stepping up to lead this. And essentially the vision of Thrive is to see every child initially, but hopefully every adult as our team grows. Being able to access church and being able to thrive in our church environment and to feel welcomed and safe. Because I think in my experience, in my experience so many families who have children either with disabilities or with special educational needs or any kind of disability we always find that those families find it hard to come to church because often church isn't very accessible for those kind of families and children and our heart here at tank is that that will change that every single person will feel safe welcomed loved and we'll be able to access church and ultimately we'll be able to encounter Jesus. And I think in doing this also, we are preparing for down the line when the whole church is adopting children and bringing these children who have had traumatic experiences along to church. I think our heart is that we are preparing for that time so that we are able to receive them well, to love them well, to be an environment where they can thrive, but also an environment where we know how to bring redemption to their lives. So if you wanna be part of that team, it's in the very early stages, but we would love anyone who has a heart for that to email me please, and I will pass you on to Kate and Mark, but we're super excited about this ministry. So I'm trying, I'm doing stuff and there's always more and the Lord is showing me, it seems on a weekly basis, new areas that he 
is asking me to to kind of go into to bring redemption and bring love so watch this space it's exciting but adoption and bringing love and transformation to broken people is what god has put on my heart but what has he put on your heart is there an area that you just long to see god to break through in or an area that you just feel so compassionate about why don't you pray this week and say, Lord, stir my heart, talk to me, what do you want me to do? But also give me the, the love and the power to be able to do it. And then why don't you chat at your KFC and just share what God's been putting on your heart? There may be other people who have a similar heart and you can maybe work together. But please, and I say this to myself as well. Please don't let this be another talk. Let this be a call to action. It's time. It's time to rise up. One John is hardcore as we are experiencing over the last couple of weeks. But do you know what? It's scripture. And no matter how hard it is, we have to let scripture shape and lead our lives. We have to change, not scripture. John says, anyone who does not obey Jesus's commands is a liar, but whoever obeys his word, truly in this person, the love of God has reached perfection. What does this perfected love look like? Well, I think it looks like us loving and living as Jesus did. That our heart is in complete union with his heart and that we are walking an absolute step and unity with Jesus. And my prayer for myself and for this church is that we all will be a people who love sacrificially. That we won't be afraid of brokenness. But also that we will carry a love that is on fire. And carries the power to transform people's lives. Who's in? This is a whole church rising up moment. This isn't just about me. This is all of us. This is exciting. Why don't we just, wherever we are, why don't we just close our eyes and just welcome more of God for a minute before we close today's service? And Holy Spirit. Come and fill us afresh. Father, would you pour out your love upon every single person? We thank you that we are loved, that we are known by you.
And would you increase this love in all of us so that we may be overflowing with your love? Would you change our hearts to love as Jesus loved? Even the messy, the broken situations, the the tough people, would you give us eyes to see as Jesus sees them? Would you enlarge the tents of our hearts, enlarge our capacity to love others? Would our hearts burn for others? And may we as a church just together corporately say, not on our watch are we prepared to not do anything about it. But also we just want to partner with the words of Luke 4 that Jesus proclaimed that he has come to set the captives free and release for those who are in darkness. And we ask Holy Spirit that you will give us the keys to release people who are oppressed, to release people who are in prison, to release people who are bound. Would you give us the anointing and those keys to unlock people's lives through the power of Jesus? As I've said, we want to see that nothing is impossible for Jesus. No brokenness, no trauma, no past experience is too difficult for the power and the blood and the authority of Jesus. So Jesus, would you release your spirit in your church to carry that redeeming love for the sake of your glory. And we ask that we will see broken lives transformed into people who just display your glory. So do a work in us today, Lord. We surrender all again to you. Use us. And may we be people who walk just as Jesus walked. For the glory of his name. Amen. We love you, church, and we'll see you next week.